0: Welcome back to TechLink, tech news you can count on, but not write on or you'll ruin your screen. Apple announced the new M3, M3 Pro, and M3 Max chips along with refreshed Macs to put them in at their scary fast event, which I'm pretty sure they held at 5 p.m. Pacific time just to spite us. In addition to the unusual decision to unveil three chip variants at once instead of spacing them out as recommended by dietitians, Apple also talked up the chip's new GPU first they now support modern game favorites like hardware accelerated ray tracing and mesh shading, as well as a new word that will make zero sense to your family, dynamic caching. Is that like geocaching? It's an Apple first, industry first memory allocation feature that should boost performance. On the CPU side, Apple seemed less hyped. They said the M3 lineup is about 15, that's one percent faster than their M2 counterparts, but 30% faster than the M1, which they kept comparing the M3 to for the sake of charity uh, in cases who can't upgrade their Mac every year, you pheasants. In fact, Apple made a Mac just for them. The 24-inch iMac never got an M2 refresh, but it is getting the M3, and so is a slightly confusing new MacBook Pro lineup. Like the new iMac, the new 14 and 16-inch MacBook, MacBook Pros, they have the same body as the M2 models if you spec them with an M2 Pro or Max. But if you go for the vanilla M3, there's a different 14-inch MacBook Pro with two Thunderbolt 4 ports instead of three. I might linger on that point for longer if it wasn't much more important to note that the magic mouse, keyboard, and trackpad still use the lightning connector, despite Apple switching to USB-C with the newest iPhone, which Apple revealed was used to shoot the entire event with some minor assistance from lighting and rigging worth tens of thousands of dollars. Basic at-home stuff. The Guardian newspaper has accused Microsoft of damaging its reputation by inserting an AI-generated poll beside a Guardian article on Microsoft's Start about the tragic death of a young Australian woman. The AI program, using its state-of-the-art ability to parse language and context, constructed a poll that asked readers to vote on what they thought the cause of death was, murder, accident, or suicide. It's like a reading comprehension test pop quiz, except, where a person is dead in real life. Readers were understandably revolted, so Microsoft took down the poll, said they have deactivated Microsoft-generated polls for all news articles, and are taking steps to prevent future incidents. If you're wondering how human review could have missed this kind of thing in the first place, well. That's easy. Microsoft gutted its news division three years ago in favor of AI-powered curation. Meanwhile, The Guardian is asking for assurance that Microsoft will not run experimental AI products alongside their journalism without their express permission. Good, because when the machines finally rise against us, I don't wanna read about it next to a poll about whether they'll spare the men or just the women and children. The US Supreme Court heard oral arguments, the best kind, in a case about whether public officials should be able to block critics on social media. And they did it on Halloween to make it extra spooky. Blocking people because you find them annoying is arguably a habit most of us could stand to learn. But when government officers are using casual channels like social media accounts to make official statements, blocking a citizen from that. information might qualify as a violation of their right to free speech. This is an issue that's near and dear to my heart because each day I wake up and send rude limericks to senior senator from Illinois, Dick Durbin. Twitter itself is currently being sued for banning one of its own critics, software developer Travis Brown, whose data on trends among Twitter Blue subscribers and reactivated accounts following Elon Musk's takeover was used in reports by the New York Times and CNN. One can only hope that X, has the money to pay out if they lose. According to the company's employee stock plan, X is currently worth 19 billion. Less than half of what Twitter was when Musk bought it last year. Let that sink in. Or should I say, let that derb in. <laughs> now it's time for QuickBits brought to you by The Ridge and their stylish and practical wallet. It's minimalist design allows you to carry your essential cards in cash without weighing you down while it's RFID blocking tech keeps your cards safe from digital theft. The Ridge Wallet is made from high quality materials like titanium, carbon fiber, and aluminum, no matter how you pronounce it, giving it durability and giving you cool words to say when you're bragging about your new wallet. Upgrade your everyday carry by checking out the Ridge Wallet at the link below and use code LINKED at the checkout for free shipping and 10% off your purchase. Hey, sorry, you are in a candy coma. We gotta wake you up. Here, smell these quick bits. They're on my finger, smell. YouTube has launched a global effort to try and stop viewers from using ad blockers. The site probably saw no other choice after the usage of ad blockers increased due to youtube strategically spending years making their monetization system worse in response to issues with their own algorithm but back in 2016 the european commission agreed with a privacy advocate that software designed to detect ad blockers is illegal without consent in the eu it will be interesting if this will force youtube to change its policy in europe while the rest of us continue to take it as usual the land of the free Speaking of those people, the EU has agreed to extend Norway's ban that blocks Meta from tracking user behavior to serve targeted ads, so that the ban now covers the entire European economic area. In other European countries shuts down tech giant news, the Dutch antitrust agency says, Apple's app store commissions violate EU rules and unfairly target subscription services like Tinder. It isn't fair for men to be charged an extra 30% for a Tinder Gold subscription, just to be able to see the two women that swiped right on them. Show us the women. Where is she? <laughs> Google has released a timeline for Risk v developer tools, which will be available for Android OS in 2024. It's an ambitious but necessary step if Google wants to follow through on its plan to support Risk v as a tier one architecture, placing it on par with ARM. Meanwhile, Google Registry is officially offering .ing as a domain name, a name which is begging for some wordplay like go.ing or editing. Even if this whole RISC V Android thing starts the bed, at least we'll have some great puns. Microsoft has finally ended support for Windows CE, a phrase eliciting one of two responses either they didn't kill that already? Or I don't know what that is. Windows CE was originally made for small devices like PDAs with features designed to complement being put in a drawer and forgotten about. Fortunately, some developers are continuing the tradition of bad Windows OS's by making a 3.3 gigabyte version of Windows 11 that its creators don't even recommend you use. What horrors will they think of next? And Green Power Motor Company has announced the Mega Beast, a fully electric school bus. I love it. With 387 kilowatt hour battery, nearly 300 miles of range and space for up to 90 passengers who I hope are kids without (laughs) seatbelts. It's essentially a buff version of their 140 mile range, 40 foot beast, which they say stands for battery electric automotive school transportation. But I think they really just wanted to, you know, spell beast. There's also the 25-foot oxymoronic Nano Beast. Personally, I can't wait for their first YouTube integration, where Green Power sponsors Mister Beast to jump a Nano Beast, Evil Knievel style, over a line of 15 Mega Beasts. And you better be back on Friday, where we'll release the Beast. And by the Beast, I mean more tech news, the biggest kind.